Last we left our adventurers, they were given a letter from a few flesh golems. They found themselves meeting a mysterious and powerful alchemist, Bacal Filigreen, and they even challenged a man to a competition fighting Ripley. Let's rejoin our adventurers in Salt and Wounds. Um, you said you guys are going to a tavern? Are you guys all staying together? I can just go back to my own my own alchemist shop and meet them in the morning. Um, you're going back to your alchemist shop. Who else is doing what? I guess it would just depend on how long it would take us to get from Sage's Row, where I live, to the gate to go towards the marshes. It takes about two hours. Okay. Not, less if there's traf- not traffic, so, I mean, like, the streets are congested, so about an hour. Well, then I would think, I yeah, if it's only that long, I would probably go back to my place in Sage's Row and then just get up earlier and head out that way. That's not that far. I'll get a tavern near the gate. Fingolfin will go to that tavern as well and hopefully be able to tell a few tales and earn some some food in a a room without having to pay for it. And uh, what are you guys doing with Exegel? Oh, that's a good point. I think he's going with Urlamorn. Because he's the one who had the rope and seems to be, yeah, I'll take him. Taking charge of the okay. of the slave. <laughs> All right. So Orlorn, very late that night. Now, before you say that, <laughs> before you say that, <laughs> before I say that, what yes. if he eats him? I had prepared for the day a suggestion potion. Okay. Same as the second level spell. Okay. Can I use that on him before I put him to sleep that night? Oh, most certainly. Then I'm going to do that. Tell him to stay in the room and not leave until I tell him to. And then lock him into a closet. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, sir, uh, could I have some water or food? Also, where would you like me to make water? You don't want me to drink my water, do you? I, I don't want to drink my water. <laughs> I, I, I can put him in an antechamber that has a chamber pot and some food and water. Thank you. Yep. And you said that's like a different room? That's a different room. No window. And it's locked? Yes. Late that night, you hear some uh, scraping, and then you hear some cursing, and then you hear some banging. From the, the inside that room or from outside my my door? Uh, I'm assuming uh, that's... Is that a room like a, off of yours, or is that a different room on the same hallway? Uh, it's, it's a room off of mine. Oh, so well, just... then you hear this coming from outside your door. Okay. So I'll get up. And open the door to see what's going on. All right. Uh, there are now two uh, very surprised Gripley to see you, um, who, as soon as they see you, fumble to get their weapons out. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> so glad I stayed by my own time. <laughs> Don't split the party, man. Well, Lou, now you need to roll up a new character, and uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll take a break. So just Gripply. Well, you're, you're going to be playing as Excel, running a slave revolt all throughout the city. That's what happens <laughs> after you, your uh, Erlamon dies. Great. All right, so I guess I roll initiative. Yeah, give me initiative. All right. Nine. Well, thankfully for you, <laughs> um, they are really surprised to see you up and awake because they thought they were really being sneaky. So you go first. Great. I'm going to use Thorn Whip. All right. There's one that's slightly yellowish and one that's greenish. Well, I'll go for the yellowish one since it's not easy being green. <laughs> As I know. All Thank right. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I've got a plus six to hit on this. Huh? Ooh. 19. Oh, yeah. You totally hit. You catch him um, right in the face with your Thorn Whip. Um, how much damage? Two die six. 
Six. Uh, six. Okay, so he is very badly bleeding um, from a nasty gash just below his eyes. Both of them, kind of at the same time, try to stab at you with these kind of crappy-looking knives. Um, and what's your AC? Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. Uh, they both actually miss. They they kind of get it stuck on... Wait, you were sleeping in your armor? Oh. Uh... <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> sleep in their armor in this city? <laughs> How to... That's what we all do when we DM, right? We just allow that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, what's an honest answer to that question? <laughs> oh well, uh, I actually think your AC is um, function of my is thirteen, even yeah. when you're not wearing armor, because your dexterity is three. So they still okay. miss. Okay. Even even in your uh, sleepy time boxers, you're hard to hit. All right. Um, and they start chattering at each other in a language you don't understand. I'm going to use the thorn whip again on the same one. Yeah. All right. All right. 13. Uh, 13 hits. All right. Poor little froggy. And oof. 11 damage. 11 damage. Okay, so the vine whip goes snicker-snap, and you chop off the nice. yellow one. Yeah. I can eat uh, that later. The green, one, uh, the green one looks over the yellow one and then goes hopping away. Hopping away where? He's in my he's in my house. Uh, there is a way to get out of your house, or no, no. Place? But but I mean, was my front door open when he came in? Is he? If he's if he's, he's hopping towards the front door. Okay. Then is that if that's his move, I'm going to use the thorn whip to entangle him, to snare him. All right. Well, it's his full move action, okay. so I think he can get out of your um, house and out of your eyeline. Okay. If you want, you can pursue him onto yes. the street. So. Uh, when you get outside, you notice that he has hopped. It's pretty amazing. He's jumped onto your neighbor's building. Ooh. Is he within range? Yeah, because he can move 60. Uh, that's all he's doing. You can move 30, so 30 plus 30. Okay, then yes, I'll, I'll try and thorn whip him again. Do it. Get him, Lou. 24. Uh, yeah, 24 hits. Yep. Cool. And, and give me damage? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, so you pull him off the roof, yep. damaging him as he goes, and he takes fall damage, and he cracks his head up one on the table. Oof. <laughs> Stealing is against uh, the wall. Okay. Okay. So you now have um, you're now on the street in your boxer shorts, um, and you have two. You shove them in your pouch. Weight. Use them for food later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm dragging the other dead Gripley into into the room and closing the door. I want to check to make sure that my Gripley is still locked in the, in the antechamber. Uh, yes, um, and he appears to be sleeping. All right. Can I notice anything on these Gripley that might tell me who they are or anything? They're carrying anything of interest? Give me a perception roll. All right. I don't have a very good perception. Three. They seem to be some kind of frog people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I assume I've got a big sink or somewhere where I can stuff these bodies for now. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll dump him in the sewer later. <laughs> I like I like how you totally go straight to serial killer um, like skills. Even though these guys broke into your house and tried to, I, you don't even know what they were trying to do. But they did try to stab you. They attacked you're me. Like I gotta keep this on the down. They attacked me in my home at night. That's they're, they're clearly breaking yeah. the law. I have no patience or mm -hmm. truck for that. So no, no, I'm saying you don't talk to the yeah, guard. Yeah. You're just like I'll dispose of these bodies. To try, try I like it. Man's gotta eat. 
Man's gotta eat. Okay, you can totally go back to sleep if you want. You got you got enough rest that you're well rested. And I'm assuming you guys can all meet up uh, the next day wherever you agree. Well, I, I think what I'll just do is I'll, I'll re-prepare the potions I've used and, and stock my utility belt. <laughs> and then meet everybody else. Right. And I don't think you used up any potions because you were just using your cantrip okay. whip. So you, the only thing you used is suggestion before right. you went to sleep. So you can right. So I re-prepared that. suggestion and get a good early start meeting the other guys. So you, you hid the bodies, right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, next morning you can take Exocal, whatever you're going. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you guys all meet up. Uh, was there any, and again, you've had an evening and an afternoon. Was there any other preparations or things you wanted to do before uh, heading out to Hartsfield Marsh today? Anyone you want to talk to? Any supplies you wanted to get? I probably would have gone and bought some potions, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, as long as you keep in track, uh, I trust you. I have a, I get a costume um, as part of being a bard. And so I was wondering if maybe I could have spent part of the night making a costume that is like a very poor rendition of, of like a, a Gripply costume. Yes, most certainly. Since I heard that they're, these guys are out in that marsh, I wouldn't mind being able to throw on a costume and look like one, even if it's a very poor <laughs> representation. <laughs> give, me, give me a deception okay. roll. That would be three plus that is 22. You make a very convincing yeah, Gripley costume. Sweet. It honestly, it looks like it glistens a little bit, like their skin is moist and it glistens. Mm -hmm. You could totally pass for Gripley. Um, a short Gripley. Gripley. A short Gripley. A very... Maybe like an adolescent okay. Gripley. A child Gripley. If only, yeah. if only you would have stayed with Orlamore and you might have actually been able to use real yeah. Gripley skin. I, I, uh, <laughs> I pulled the, uh, the other alchemist over and said, if we lose the Gripley we got, we can always trade the gnome back <laughs> to the collector. <laughs> I think you could spin it as the super rare, um, ultra rare gold foil Gripply. Yeah, there we go. Unique, unique. Aren't you a little short for a Gripply? Uh. Oh, the uniform. So, if you don't want to do anything else, Exekel uh, offers to begin to guide you. So you're traveling along. It's a beautiful day. Um, it's not raining too hard. Um, as you get further away, um, the Tarascal is kind of dull, and it's frankly nice to get outside of the city. It still faintly smells of blood, everything does, but not quite like it is in the city. And you're by this river that's moving, even if it's weird, kind of, sort of water, but not really. Um, and yeah, it, you feel like life happens out here. So you're walking along, and yeah, Exegel is just singing a small song to himself. Um, and you're walking for hours, um, and eventually, um, in front of you, um, looms the Heartblood's March. And what you see is it almost looks like a forest, except... It, where trees should be, where huge trees should be, are these giant mushroom stalks. And the river kind of winds um, into them. So over the course of this trip, uh, Torn has seemed noticeably more relaxed than he did at any point inside the city. <laughs> Just starts, like, whistling along with the Gripply. Exekiel, what can you tell us about these, uh, these mushrooms? Oh, well, I mean, that's... That's the the heart blitz march, pretty much. Um, the, the, we that you can use them for lots of things. Um, they they burn well, not not well, but a little bit, like a, a small stinky fire. Um, uh, they they uh, feed all the insects, um, and uh, we we eat or use the insects, and uh, I like them. And as we're walking, I would uh, 
Rugum would start cutting some pieces of the mushroom off and putting them into his satchel for ingredient purposes. Nice. Um, and yeah, oh, so there's these big, tall mushroom stalks, but just everywhere you look is like a different kind of fungus. Okay. Um, and it's just a huge variety. So without too much trouble, you can you can be taking samples sure. as you go. Sure, sure. So as you're moving along, and again, your guys' passive perception is 11, so you notice nothing. la di da da This is so cool. We should live out here. I don't suppose the Gripley is any more perceptive than the rest of us, is he? Um, he actually, as a matter of fact, is. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> but he doesn't notice anything either. <laughs> um, mostly because he's watching you guys. Up from above, suddenly the air is filled with choking uh, gas that, because of how you're walking, catches everybody except for Torin. And everyone, uh, give me a constitution save. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> That's not good one, too. <laughs> 22. I got an 8. Fingolfin got a 4. Alright, so the, the DC was 11. <laughs> oh um, boy. <laughs> so the people who failed um, take 21 points of poison damage. And the person who saved takes uh, 10 points of poison what? damage. What? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Rugum looks super upset and flies into a rage at this point. <laughs> yeah. So up above you um, is a tiny, well, not tiny, about man-sized green dragon um, that is has these really ugly growths all over it. And it's just kind of hovering, ho uh, hovering there. Um, and at this point, um, Exekel uh, goes, ah, and throws himself to the ground. Fingolfin is also going to go ah! All right. and fall to the ground. <laughs> and he, he now has well, 12 uh, points. Well, let's, uh, let's everybody everybody give me an initiative roll. All right. Well, I rolled a 9, so that gives me a 7. I also rolled a 9. I got a 15. Fingolfin walks out with a 19. Okay. Well, uh, luckily, the dragon... You're not really super familiar with Draconic Expression, but it seems super pleased with itself. So you guys all have a chance to react first. <laughs> all right. There's just something about the way it's flying. It's just, just generally smug. Piece. Yeah. Okay, wow. What you doing, oh, Fingolfin? Fingolfin is... He is pretty shocked. Um, and so he's fallen to the ground in fright. So I think he's just going to, like, crawl over to the nearest large-sized... Um, kind of mushroom and kind of just like back his back up to it and pull out a dagger. <laughs> That's all he's going to do. Way to use that initiative. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Rugum is going to pull out uh, a concoction that he's made and drink it, and it is a cure wounds uh, mixture. Awesome. I only regained four health for that. And then he would hide behind the closest mushroom kind of out of the sight of the dragon as well. Are you still filled with rage? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. So in your rage, you're hiding? Okay. Yeah, right now I am. Yeah, I'll get I'll get rage again, man. I'll... All right, cool. Then I will turn around and take a swing at his legs. All right, perfect. Okay. Give me a tackle. So, whoop around, pull out the longsword, take a swing. 
That is that is a good way to start. Natural twenty. Yes. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, so that's a crit. Give me a damage roll. Okay, so that's going to be 13, 17 points of damage. Oh. And if he is still up, I will use a bonus action to hit him with Compelled Duel. Uh, he is still up. Um, and then tell me about Compelled Duel. He just has to duel you? He has to focus on you? Uh, yes, he needs to make a Wisdom saving throw. Okay. All right. Um, and his saving throw... Uh, what's the DC? 13. 13? Um, he makes it, but he's okay. definitely looking at you because you just cut the crap out of him. Alright, sounds good. Yeah, he is very much focused on you. Okay, and I believe we still have um, Orlemon. Orlemon's going to use Thorn Whip again. Okay. Alright. 20. 20 is a hit. Uh, 7 damage. Um, so he's still flying, but, uh, but yeah, he um, is obviously uh, feeling the damage. Alright, um, so he goes ahead and bites at Torin. And does a. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Um, 11, I'm assuming, does not hit you, right? AC 20. Nice. So, yeah, he bites He bites at you, but um, between your armor and your sword, you just can't get a good grip. Alright, top of the round. Okay. Um, Fingolfin's gonna uh, get up, and I, I wanna sprint over to Torin, and I'm gonna like, put my hand on his back. And I'm going to be like, if you save me from this dragon, I will write the greatest tale about you. And I'm going to cast heroism, heroism on him. And so I touch a willing creature. He's imbued with bravery. Um, and until the spell ends, so I can concentrate on this for up to a minute. Until the spell ends, he can't be frightened. And he gains temporary hit points equal to my spell casting ability modifier at the start of each of his turns. That's what I'm going to do. That would be, I believe... Two okay. <laughs> temporary hit points, thanks to my negative charisma. Perfect, and I believe we're at Rugum. Yes, uh, so Rugum will pop out from behind the mushroom that he's hiding in, pull out his crossbow, and I don't know, I had the ability to sneak attack as well as a part of my anatomist portion of my class, so... Uh, he's, fully, he's fully busy with um, Torn at the moment. I'm going to give you a sneak yeah. attack. Sweet. Awesome. So I'll roll for that. 13. Uh, 13 to hit? Yes. 13 totally misses him. Okay. It glances right yep. off his back. Yep. Excellent. And uh, then I am going to actually drop my crossbow where I'm at and run at him with my dagger at that point in time. All right. All right. You'll be getting right up to him. Sorry, your next turn. Um, all right. So then we have um, Torin. Okay, so I will take two swings at him. That is a 10 and a natural 1. Oh, yeah, no. He uh, he is right on you. You can't kind of get leverage because he's too close. So, yeah, you're, you're just kind of grappling with him. You're not grappled. You're just, like, in the thick of it. You can't get a good swing on him. All right. Orlemorn. Well, I speak Draconic. So why don't I throw a suggestion potion in his face? 17. 23. So now I won't I won't make you actually do an attack roll, but I love the concept because you're throwing a potion that it would miss and hit one of your friends. I'm not gonna make you do that, <laughs> oh but that boy. would be so much fun for me. <laughs> that's not fair to the alchemist, right? Like suggestion doesn't work right. that way. But uh, but I would love that. But I'm not gonna All do right. it. Same. It'd be awesome. Uh, but anyway, you so you do suggestion yep. on this guy. 
Tell me about suggestion. What kind of save does he have? He makes a wisdom save. And my suggestion okay. is for him to fly away. Okay. Doesn't seem like a terrible suggestion. No, as long as it's not against um, his nature. He actually does not make a save. He kind of just flies away. While he's doing that, Torin, I believe uh, you and Rugum could get a free swipe at him if you'd like. That is a 26. The 26? That's totally a hit. Give me a damage. 10. I got a natural one. No. <laughs> well, dragon turns around. He's, he's not on like the ground level. He's like five <laughs> feet up, so you have to like jump and sli slash at him. It's hard. But anyway, sweet. Uh, he flies off, and very quickly he pushes through the um, the tops of the mushrooms above you. Oh yeah, he's gone, and you guys are are left standing around. All right. So who uh, who here is badly hurt? Oh, I am. <laughs> Finn right. Golfin is also badly hurt, but I've grabbed those three potions, those three cure potions. Well, if we're taking a short rest, I can I can heal one die six plus nine hit points per short rest per PC. Mm. I mean, I I would, I'm pretty badly injured. I'm at twelve like, out of thirty. I almost went yeah. down. So, yeah, I am worse than that. So I would suggest that we take a short rest to catch our bearings and then move on. All right. Um, so uh, while you're um, busy, um, you noticed actually that uh, Exekel is no longer here. But the good <laughs> news is um, he uh, is actually coming back, and in his arms are um, some various odd-looking mushrooms uh, that he puts down. Um, and he says that they are good eating that will, will help you heal your wounds, especially from acid burns, because he knows how, how painful those can be. So I'm I would like to think through my brain, dig through there to see if I recognize these mushrooms at all, to see if I know to trust them. Alright, um, so, give me, let's see, um, do you have any skills in medicine? I do. I've got a plus four to it. Alright. Um, I would, I would take a nature roll, uh, a medicine roll. Okay, I do have nature. Cool. I am proficient in that, so. Give me a, a nature roll. I got a ten. Um, you got a 10. Um, okay, so uh, you actually aren't familiar with these particular mushrooms. Um, you do, however, know, of course, that mushrooms um, can be amazingly beneficial and great eating, um, or something that can really poison people. I've also got medicine. Can I look at the mushrooms? Yeah, definitely. All right. And I got a 25. Okay. Um, well, yeah, no, these, these are actually... You can tell by the markings and the coloration that... Um, uh, this one um, can be used for um, kind of some healing, and, and this one actually is extra filling. If you if you eat these with your short rest, you'll gain an extra free hit dice. Well, let's all eat them. Fingolfin, but... yeah, Fingolfin definitely ate one. Is that like is that per mushroom we get an extra? No, dice? no, just like <laughs> oh, okay. between right, what he's gathered. Overall, <laughs> say, man, can you grab us some more of those? <laughs> those Fingolfin awesome. <laughs> didn't have any of that kind of expert knowledge. He just took one and ate it. Because um, he just he trusts after the, he kind of thought the the Gripley was lying in town, he now is 100% on board and trusts him. So he ate one, and then he began to um, give a soothing uh, little speech to his comrades using his song of rest um, to kind of bolster their resolve, and that gives them um, any friendly creature who hears my my, my performance uh, regains hit points at the end of a short rest. Um, they each get an extra 1d6 as well. 
to heal themselves. All right. Nice. Um, all right, so go ahead and track however you guys are going to track. Exekel is fine too, by the way. Just thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> well, he, he we saw him coming back. I'm sure he shoved his face <laughs> yeah. full of them. Things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rugen would be walking up to Orlemorn. <laughs> Let me do that first, then. 13. I am looking pretty good. All right, so um, let's talk about marching order, because I kind of just assumed it, um, and then you guys got hurt. Um, so now, obviously, you're aware of uh, spacing in a way that maybe you weren't thinking about before. So Exekel wants to be in the front. He wants to show you the path and kind of, like, guide you around, like, don't step on that, do step on this. From there, though, of course, you guys can spread out and space out however you want, and I will assume you are in that order and that spacing unless you tell me otherwise. So how do you think you guys are going to be moving deeper into the marsh? I would suggest we put our fake Gripply in back, so we're bracketed by Gripply. I'll consent. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll be um, somewhere up front, like right behind the lead Gripply, unless... It's Orlamorn who's got the rope, right? Yeah. Why don't you and I walk abreast of each other? Yeah, that'll work. All right. So, Orlamorn has the rope for um, Exegel. Yeah. Um, it's not a long rope, so it's like five feet. And then uh, it was Fingalin, right? Is Torin? You're gonna be next to Orlamorn. Excuse me. And then I'm sorry. Yeah. No, Fingalin is the far back, so you can be flanked by Gripley. Okay. Rugen, what are you gonna be? I am going to be in the back with my crossbow. Like next to um, uh, the grip, uh, the fake Gripply, or like? Uh, sure, yeah. And you got your crossbow pulled in at the ready? Yes, yep. Okay, that's not a terrible idea. Okay. Yeah, after what we just encountered. <laughs> yeah. So you move deeper into the forest, or the, the marsh, rather. Uh, you can't really tell what time of day it is, um, only because of the, um, the kind of fungal cover on top um, but you move deeper in and you're walking for a couple hours um, and then Exekel says stop and he kind of sidles up to Orlemorn and he says uh, uh, there are there are five blights around us and he, he motions with his face and he points to what to you look like just kind of piles of leaves and um, kind of stringy, viney mushroom growths. Um, and there's a couple in front, and there's a couple to your side. Um, and he's like, I I can backtrack and get us around us, this, but it'll take a couple hours. Or or we can fight. I just want you to know where they are. What are they? Uh, he, he said the word blight. I don't know if you know what that is. If you oh. want, you can give me a knowledge nature check. Okay. 25. Yeah, oh yeah. No, you guys have definitely heard about blights. Um, there's a couple different varieties. Um, you're not sure which he's pointing to. Um, it's amazing. The thing that's most amazing to you is that Exocale can spot them. Because they just look like whatever plant, or in this case, mushroom material they're, uh, they're imitating. Not, not terribly dangerous, but not... Um, not uh, definitely something that's within your range, although they could potentially damage your kill you like most monsters um and he says he spotted five um you don't know if there's more or less than that in fact you don't even know if what he's pointing to are in fact blights because you had thought people couldn't identify them they're just that good disguised 
Shall we just fight our way through? Uh, well, he gave you the option. He said he could backtrack you and take you around. It would just take a couple hours. Or or um, you can fight through. How do they detect what's around them? Do we know? Um, with 25, yeah, they have um, blindsight. Uh, you also think they have some kind of like sound or maybe some trender sense, but mostly they have blindsight. Fingolfin is just like trying to act like a frog because he doesn't really get it. So uh, he's just like in the back, kind of like squatting down and maybe like hopping a little bit. <laughs> oh, and one little caveat: um, the reason Exocal uh, can lead you guys is because you showed him the map, and he had a pretty good idea of what you guys were talking about. Okay. I wonder: is there anything with okay. plant growth I could do to just hamper their ability to reach us? Um, potentially. You can certainly use it creatively, and I'm I'm gonna rule that even though you know again fungus aren't technically plants, it'll still work on fungus. Because I wonder if I can just make the area we're passing through really really thick with benign fungus. I can see how this could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trapped. The problem with mushrooms. Let's make more mushrooms. So how common are these things in the marsh? You have no idea. <laughs> So unless we... you're unless you're that guy who rolled 25, <sighs> you don't know. And even if you're the guy who rolled 25, you're not sure, just because this marsh is not natural. Yeah, we know enough yeah, about the marsh to know something. Generally, what like happens what is are, you um, you bootstrap other knowledge into kind of making educated guesses about what you encounter here, but nothing you encounter here is like what you were taught. So even if we spend the Two hours to detour, we could another, end up in a pile patch of, of blight. ten of these instead of five. Let's just fight our way through. Too. Of blights, yeah. yeah. Alright, so he has, um, he kind of gives you a sense. Yeah. Again, it, they just look like piles of vines or, um, you know, a quickly squat toadstool or, um, you know, some fallen kind of fungal limbs. Uh, but he gives you kind of the approximation for five different targets that are ringing you. Um, two in the front, two on the side, um, away from the river, and one that's not exactly behind you, but is kind of behind you. How close are some of them together? Because that's going to determine whether I used my alchemist fires or not. Um, they have spacing of around um, 10 feet. Okay, so... All right. Well, I'm going to use them anyways. So I'm going to put my crossbow on my back and then pull out the sling and some of the alchemist fires that I was given and use those as my my weapon so we should probably back up so that one yep. of these things is not behind us all right, right. so uh, you can definitely back up um do you want uh the first two of you to be um behind that one that was in the back yes so you're behind them all yeah perfect all right um okay so you're all backed up um nothing's happened nothing's changed uh what are you guys gonna do I think we start by lobbing an alchemist fire. <laughs> yep. Fingolf is going to draw right. his short sword just so he has it ready. Um, okay. Like I said, uh, some look like little toadstools, uh, some look like like a clump of vines, and some look like um, kind of fallen over mushroom. Uh, the one that's closest to you, um, the one that was in the back, looks like kind of fallen over mushrooms. Uh, I take that back. It looks like uh, kind of just this clump of vines. Is that the one you want to aim at? Yes, that's the one I want to aim at. Perfect. Give me a ranged attack roll. Yep. Oh, that's nice. I got a 19. 
19, perfect. Um, yeah, so even though, like, again, you weren't entirely sure what Exocult was pointing at, you lob it, you see fire fire spread on the ground, and then you hear this awful scream, and then you notice that all the places that Exocell mentioned um, kind of stand up into these horrible, twisted, kind of man-shaped clumps of fungus. Excellent. And uh, roll for initiative. And give me damage, yep. too. Uh, damage is going to be five for the alchemist fire. I'm perfect. He does He does not like that. I, I roll him. Okay. Torrin uh, has a four. We are starting with Rugum. All right, so I'm going to fire a crossbow bolt at a different one, um, not the one that I hit with the fire, but a different one a little further away. away. All right, I'll just uh, do it based on what I've said. There's two needle blights, there's two twig blights, and, uh, oh, no, sorry, there's one needle blight, two twig blights, and two vine blight. Okay. The vine blight is one of the ones that you hit with alchemist fire and the one that was dead in front. Okay. Um, the needle, needle blight is in the middle, and then he's flanked by two twig blights, I, kind of in a, a line. I will shoot for the needle one. Needle one, perfect. Uh, and I got a seventeen to hit. Totally hits him. All right, and seven points of damage. One of his little like needly arms falls off. Awesome. And then I'm gonna reload. All right, and now it is Orlamorn. All right, I'm gonna use Thorn Whip on the same one. Try and take the reduce their numbers. Uh, you can't reach that one. He's too far away. I can't reach that one. Okay, you can. Reach? You can totally reach the one that's on fire, though. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, can I use what I just rolled? You want to roll again? Use what you just rolled. Good, because that was a twenty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> roll I damage. Fourteen for me. plus six. So, all right. Uh, damage not so good. Six. Uh, six. Okay. All right, and now bad guys. So the. Vine guy that's on fire moves towards you guy, but he moves so slowly. Um, he gets about half the distance to you. Okay. Um, He's a Scooby-Doo monster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the twig blights um, gets uh, up to you. Not doesn't isn't able to attack, but gets up to you. That needle blight that lost the arm moves to the same area, about ten feet away as the vine uh, blight. Another another twig moves closer, further away a little bit, and the vine one way in front moves so slowly, but it's coming towards you guys. All right, and now we are at um, Finn. All right, uh, I'm going to wave my hands in the air, tracing a sigil of warding about myself as I cast. Like you just don't Blade care. Ward. Like I just don't <laughs> care. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so I cast Blade Ward on myself which is a cantrip, and that's going to give me uh, resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing for the kind of duration of the round. Okay. Okay, and then um, lastly, we are at Torin. Okay. So I am going to use Moonbeam. Um, call down this silvery column of light on the nearest one to us. And it needs to make a constitution saving throw. If it is a shape changer, it makes it save with disadvantage. All right. It did not make it save. And it takes six points of damage, radiant damage. Nice. Um, it explodes into a cloud of splinters. Perfect. Shiny. And then on each of my turns after I cast a spell, I can use an action to move the beam. 
Okay. It's my lunar you have this cannon. <laughs> nice. Beam of moony energy coming out of you. Perfect. All right, we're back up to the top. Rugum. Oh, I'm totally going to shoot another one. Uh, did the needle one go down that I shot the round before? Uh, no, he's not down. Okay, I'm going to shoot him again with another uh, arrow as well. And I probably won't hit with a nine. Uh, no, you do not Okay, hit. all right. Uh, this vine... This vine one that's on fire, um, you see his body kind of unspool, and then he reaches forward for Torin. Um, so he takes a swing at you with these vines coming from his middle, and he totally misses because he's on fire. Um, so it's like he's going to grab you, but then he feels the pain of the fire, and he pulls back a little bit. This needly-looking one shoots needles at Rugum. And he... Fire away is Rugum from me. Ooh. Rugum is like, I think, 15 feet behind you. Alright, okay. so he shoots, and he actually got a 20. He really doesn't like you, Torm. And he does... Uh, 16 points of damage with these really sharp needles built out of fungus. Um, so that's two of them. The other two just move closer. So there's two in the back um, that uh, are not yet in their range for you, but you could probably hit them with ranged weapons. There's two in the front that seem to be fully in the, uh, their range for you. About ten feet in front of you. And we are on or Lamorne. And I only got a nine, despite protesting <laughs> how you pronounce my name. <laughs> See, you, you shouldn't have complained to the GM. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, however, moving forward, you got to tell me who you're aiming at. Oh, uh, the one I was fighting before. Makes sense. Unless it's just gone this down. The needle one. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, just let me know next time. But yeah, it's a miss. I All apologize. Right. Oh no worries, right. Torin. Uh, I will spend my action to move the uh, moonbeam to the one that took a swing at me. All right. So it needs to make a Constitution save. Okay. Uh, it actually makes it. What okay, happened? So. Uh, rolled a 14 for damage. On a successful save, it takes half, so it takes seven. All right, minus seven. Um, it is pretty pretty hurt, though. So on its successful save, I managed to do more damage than on the <laughs> failed save of last turn. That's how it works sometimes. Yep. All right, perfect. Um, all right, and then we're back up to the top. Rugum. You got this one on fire. Roll a d4. Uh, that time, I got a two again. All right. It's looking really shaky. All right. It's still up, though. All right. And then I am going to uh, use the arrow that I have. I'm going to put uh, some of the Tasha's hideous laughter, well, all of the mixture on it, uh, and fire that at um, whichever one hasn't been hit yet. Which one? I think one of the... Uh, so there's like a viney one moving up from back okay. has not been hit. Okay. I'm going to fire that arrow with that mixture on it, and that mixture is now gone. Oh boy, and I hope I hit it with a 11. 11 misses it. Ah, bummer. All right. And then I'm going to take the time to reload. All right. Um, and now we are at um, Orlemorn. All right. I'm going to try again. Same one. Thorn Whip. Ah, 17. 17 is a hit. All right. And only four damage. God, these guys are letting me down. But that is enough to take him down. Sweet. Yay! Excellent. 
All right, uh, baddies. Um, this uh, this vine blight that's on fire and almost dead moves up right next to Orlamorn and um, Torn, and he explodes into a bunch of vines. Uh, both you guys make a DC um, twelve, or actually DC thirteen strength saving throw. Uh, thirteen. You you make it. I cool. got a six. Oh boy. All right, you are restrained. <laughs> uh, you can use your action to make a DC. Uh, you can use your action to make an additional check. Okay. All right. Um, and then the other two uh, move up. The small one is swiping at you, Orlamorn. Right. And he misses. And the viney one that did not explode is swiping at you, Torin. And he misses. Alright, and now we are at uh, Finn. Okay, can I get my short sword and try and um, help get um, Torin unrestrained by cutting through some of the vines that have attached themselves to him? Oh, sure, definitely. Okay, that's what I want to do. Do I need to roll? Uh, yeah, give me um, an attack roll to cut really carefully. Very carefully. Yes. But in a hurry. That's that would be a three. <laughs> That's a three. Um, well, uh, despite. Well, no, no, I lied. I was adding my strength modifier, and I should have been adding my dex. That's a seven. A seven. Okay. Um, well, thankfully, because Torin is so heavily armor, you don't actually stab him and hurt him, but uh, you don't actually help Dang him it. at all. Sorry, brother. Yeah. You're just trying to do it in a hurry, and it's kind of freaky, and yeah. Yeah. Um, Torin. So, it's an action to try to get out. Right. And there's two of these things left. Yep. And it's a move action to move your moonbeam. So you can try to free yourself and move your moonbeam. Alright. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. I could Misty step out of it, but I don't really want to waste the spell slot. So, um, yeah, I will move the moonbeam onto... Um, the one that took a swing at Orlamarn. Alright. Give me a... He makes a save, right? Yep. Constitution. Uh, he makes it. Okay, so that's going to be four points of damage. Uh, which is just enough to make him explode. Sweet. Excellent. And strength check is a natural 20. Nice, so you burst out of these vibes. Probably to get away from me. Excellent. <laughs> and you look at... You you look at you look at Fingelfin while you do it. You're like that's how you do it, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rugum, you're up. There's one guy left. All right, I am uh, going to shoot him with another crossbow bolt. Only this one is uh, dipped in. I guess I don't want to dip it with anything. Never mind. I take I recant my statement about that. The other one that I have made won't be usable to be dipped in. Um, all right, so I'm going to roll to attack with my crossbow bolt. And I'm going right. to get an 11 again. Uh, sadly, a miss. Yep. Orlemorn. Am I in range of any more? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely, because he moved up. Okay. Okay, I'll take him then. 11. Uh, that's a miss. Yeah. All right, he takes a swing. At um, Orlemorn. Uh, I am going to use my protection fighting style to throw my shield in between it and Orlemorn so it attacks with disadvantage. 
Ah, okay. Nice. Gracias, mi amigo. That's what I do. Uh, well, even with a disadvantage, it still manages to hit. I'm assuming that's when it hits you. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Alright, um, so he does... Um, let's see. He does uh, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, and you are now grappled, because you're all wrapped in these vines. Alright, um, and now we are on... Okay, I'm going to step up and try and cut the arm that is grappling um, Orlemorn. Do it. That is more like it. That's going to be a 16. Uh, 16 is definitely a hit. Give me a damage roll. Yay. Damage is a 4. It's a 4. Okay. So you do manage to get like halfway through this these vines that are entangling um, Orlemorn. And you see, like, the leak come out onto your sword. But then, kind of, the vines grow around the bottom of your sword, and, and he's still grappled. But you definitely damaged it. Good. Am I all, do I have my sword? Or did he take it? Yeah, yeah. You, you get your sword out of it. Okay, cool. Um, and then we are on Torrent. Then I will move the beam onto this last one that's grappling Orlamorn. Alright. And Constitution saving throw. Yep. Uh, which it fails. That is 15 points of damage. Ooh, it's feeling that. Um, all right, we're back up to Rugum. All right. Uh, he's going to take his... You know what? No. He is going to go into a rage because he's so upset that he's been missing with every single one of his arrows so far. He's going to drop his crossbow and run at him with his dagger and hopefully uh, get in some damage that way. So he's going to go into a rage. I'm going to swing at him. Hey, that's more like it. Uh, that's just an 18. 18 to hit. 18 totally hits. Just, an, just an 18. All right. Just an 18. Three points of damage. In your mighty halfling rage. Uh, so he's currently grappled. These vines move to kind of choke him out more. Let's see. Uh, oh. These guys are rolling well. I should change dice. <laughs> Please. I, I actually don't I can... want you to die. Um, so it rolled a 20. Um, and it does, let's see, 6, 21 points of damage. Ouch. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, so it is now sinking vines down his throat, and you definitely see him in a bad place. But it hasn't moved, right? No, it's still like 10 feet in front of him, the most of it, but all these vines are coming out of it and wrapped up around him. Okay. Um, it's bleeding from many cuts you made. Uh, we'll go with Finn and Torin, and then. Um... Okay, I'm I'm gonna take another swing with my short sword. Uh, I don't know what else to do, but cut at this thing. Oh boy, yeah, great. That's an eleven. Eleven does not hit. Okay. This is terrifying. Like it's it's all up in your friend. It's horrible. Um. All right. Uh. Torin. Okay, so since it didn't move, it is still in the moonbeam, so I don't have to spend my action to move it. Okay. Um, so it needs to make a constitution save. Okay. It makes it. Okay, so that's going to be three points of damage. And then I am going to run up to it and hack at it a couple of times with my sword. And that is a natural 20 and an 18. Nice. So, natural 20 is going to be 18 points of damage, and the other one is going to be 8. Okay, you hack right through this thing, and you see it 
kind of dissolve into just these clumps of vines. Thanks for listening to part two of Alchemy and Intrigue along the Red River. Our adventurers are finally finding out that the marsh may be more difficult than they first anticipated. Lucky for them, they have a faithful guide. Join in our next episode to find out how the adventure ends.